started to look at all the numbers and started to realize that it wasn't adding up. And what I mean by that is that the amount of time that I was spending on each business were giving me very different results. I was making pennies in comparison to the maybe 10% of my work time that I was spending on my web design business where I was making 90% of my income. I just got home from talking with the new manager of my climbing gym. Wait, don't fast forward. This isn't yet another story about how fitness is like business. Instead, I was there to talk to him about a job, as in a job that I am considering taking. Now, of course, I don't need this job. It would simply be a way for me to continue learning and sharing my passion for climbing. They'll pay me, but it literally isn't about the money because as you can imagine, the numbers don't add up. You're listening to What Works, the show that brings you candid conversations with small business owners who share what's really working to run and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Tara McMullen. This month, we're talking about running our businesses by the numbers, looking at the way we spend our time, make decisions, and plan. Now, back to my job that has nothing to do with founding a company and hosting this podcast. Now, I've actually already been working at my climbing gym, just an hour per week teaching beginners how to boulder. And I haven't been paid this little per hour since 2004. Now, taking on some additional responsibility and exploring a new skill set won't get me any big pay raise. Actually, it's not going to get me any pay raise at all. So my priorities are quite clear. My life and business come first. This job, no matter how much I might enjoy it, comes second. Now, if I take it, I'm confident I'll do great and show serious commitment. I will be an asset to the gym and... I'll learn some new things along the way. Now, unfortunately, our priorities aren't always that cut and dry as small business owners. It can be tough to know whether the thing you're spending time on is paying the dividends you need it to, whether those are financial or otherwise. Madison Weatherill, a food blogger and the founder of Grace and Vine, a web design studio, found this to be the case late last year when she realized that her food blog was taking up most of her time, but her web design studio was producing serious financial results. It was time to make a decision and get her priorities straight. Madison and I chat about how she ended up with two businesses in the first place, how she knew something needed to change, and how her work days have changed now that she's reprioritized her businesses. We also discuss how she's becoming aware of her identity as a busy person and the challenges that that creates. Now, have you made an important decision in your business because you got real about the numbers? Have you discovered a new opportunity right under your nose when you examined your traffic, profit margin, or conversion rate? We'd love to hear about it. Share your story on Instagram and tag me at Tara underscore McMullen and use the hashtag explore what works. Now let's find out what works for Madison Weatherill. Madison Weatherill, welcome to what works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, this I think is going to be a pretty, um, this is a story, this interview, I think. And and we're going to learn about how you've done some of the things you've done and why you've done some of the things you've done. But I think we need to start at the beginning of the story. So can you tell us how you ended up starting two businesses? 
Yes. Um, I get a lot of crazy looks when I tell people that. Um, so I definitely can explain. Um, so I went to college for um, graphic design. And when I graduated, I had just come off of doing a couple of semesters where I was taking, you know, 20 credit hours and I was working two part-time jobs and I had just gotten married right before my senior year of college. And so when I graduated and I got, um, you know, a traditional corporate graphic design job and I was working 40 hours a week, all of a sudden I was like, what do I do with all of this extra time? (laughs) And (laughs) my husband was still in school. So it's not like we were always, you know, our free time wasn't always aligned. And so I, have just always been a busy person. Um, in high school, I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars. And so I just kind of looked at what my interests were. And um, I had kind of been following blogs for a long time. This was back when blogs were much more conversational. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of engagement on people's blog posts. And so I had been following that for a while. And having just gotten married, um, we were away from all of our family and friends. We were living in North Carolina at the time. And so I just thought, let's just start a blog and talk about um, our experiences, you know, being newlyweds and what we're up to and just kind of give people that, you know, the people in our lives, something to follow along with. Um, And then at the same time, I started doing some freelance graphic design. Um, I had just come off of designing kind of all of our wedding stationery. And so I was like, let me see if I can sell wedding stationery on Etsy. And so that's kind of how those two things started. And they have changed drastically since they first began. But that's kind of how I got my feet started on both of those different, very different businesses. Gotcha. And how long did it take you to decide to move into those two businesses full time and drop the corporate graphic design job? So um, I actually didn't really make the decision myself. Okay. Um, I Let's see. I, I think it was about two years that I was doing that, those part-time while also managing, you know, a full-time job. And I found out that I was pregnant with my first son and lost my corporate job within a week. Ugh. And um, so it was kind of like, well, I think somebody's trying to tell me something here. And I had always known that I wanted to stay home. Um, by that point, I had been working in my corporate job, which was a graphic designer in a packaging company um, for about a year and a half. And I knew that it was not where I wanted to be. Um, there was a lot, it wasn't a very creative job, even though it was a graphic design position. Mm-hmm. And I had started to just feel like this is just not me. This is not what I want to do. But my husband was still in school. We knew that in a couple of months he'd be graduating and we'd probably be moving somewhere else. And so it was kind of just this waiting game of figuring out what was next. And so when I lost my job, it was like, all right, well, I'm pregnant. I don't really want to get a job for like six months and then be like, okay, bye. So I just kind of said, well, let's just see what happens um, with doing this full time. And so that was kind of the the jump that I made. Um, and it was still slow from there to really feel like it was a full-time thing, even though I was spending way more than 40 hours a week on it. Um, but that's kind of when I got to make that jump and just kind of take that leap and see where it took me. Gotcha. And how long ago was that now? So that was March of 2015. So it's been four years now. Wow. Nice. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's been four years um, with having two babies in between too. So when I say four years, it feels like much longer than it's actually been because I've taken off time to have my boys and, um, 
taken time to just really like come into being a full-time business owner and also a full-time mom. Yeah. That could probably be a whole separate other episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We've talked a lot. Of, we've talked about maternity leave before, but we haven't talked, I don't think, about balancing uh, business and parenthood. Um, and obviously that's a really important topic for so many people, both men and women. Um, all right. So let's talk about when... When you decided to go full-time with the businesses after being let go or laid off, um, what? how did you end up spending the time before you had your son? So that interim period of time where you did have, like you said, more than 40 hours a week to devote to these two businesses, how did you, can you give us kind of maybe what an average day or an average week looked like then? Yeah, definitely. I worked all the time. Is When I look back, I... Well, I say I worked all the time, but when I look back, I really wonder where where I was spending my time, basically. Yeah. I'm like, I remember working constantly. I remember getting up early and staying up late. And I never it never felt like a burden at the time. I loved what I was doing, but I look back and I wonder how much time I must have been wasting because I am so much more productive now that my time is so much shorter and I, I have to really focus in. But I remember for the last four years, basically always feeling really split by the two businesses and feeling like my to-do list was never ending. There was always something to do and, um, never really feeling like I got to do any high level, like CEO things. I always just kind of felt like I was almost like a virtual assistant role in my own business because I was just checking off the boxes of tasks and producing more and more content and working with clients all the time. And I just never really had a ton of direction. Um, it was, I never had that tunnel vision that I think sometimes we need to have as small business owners. And so, um, every day was just totally different. There was, you know, when I was on top of things, I'd be able to kind of look at the next day and say, okay, these are the three things that I have to get done or whatever. But the growth for both businesses just always felt really slow. It always felt like there was not a whole lot of success in the way that um, maybe some other businesses would have, whether that was like followers or revenue or just success. And there's so many different ways that that could manifest itself, but it just always felt like I was being pulled in so many different directions. And then, you know, with adding children into that mix as well, I just started to really feel very stretched thin and like there was not, I don't know what I want to say, but just, I felt very stretched thin and like I was not making a whole lot of progress for the amount of time and energy that I was spending on both of these businesses. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And, and even people who, you know, maybe on the outside look really successful or look like they've made a big leap forward. I think they can still relate to that. And, you know, that feeling of kind of you know, spending all this time on something or some things and feeling pretty stagnant at the same time. So luckily you're using the past tense here. So I know things have changed. I know things have evolved. Um, besides having a second child, <laughs> what else <laughs> changed um, that that started to create or what changed that started to create some forward momentum and that uh, started to show you that things were, things were viable and that things, you know, that you could really focus on, continue to focus on this in a way that was going to be successful. Yeah. And the interesting thing about 
I mentioned having children not just because it changed the dynamic of, you know, my everyday life, but I, being a person who has always been super busy, having kids has really forced me to slow down and it's forced me to really look at the hours in the day. And, you know, we always hear like everybody has the same amount of hours in the day and, and all of that. But, um, I think with having my boys, it really started to show me that, my time was so precious and not just with them, but also my work time. Like I've really had to almost idolize that time in a way because it's, it's fleeting. And I know like if my boys are napping, this is the two hours that I have. And so basically I started to get to a point where I just felt constantly frustrated because something would happen where I didn't get the work time that I thought I was going to have, or, you know, someone would wake up early or have a hard time going to sleep. And so I started to really feel like something has to change because I just constantly feel frustrated. I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough, even though when you look at the amount of time that I'm spending, I, something should be kind of producing either more money or more of that confidence and just feeling like I'm good at what I'm doing. And so last year um, I had my youngest son in March and I took a little bit of time off, but I really was anxious to get back into work. I was excited to start getting back into my food blog and producing content again. And I was excited to work with clients on web design again. And um, it worked well for the first probably four months of, you know, having a sleepy newborn who I could kind of work around. And then all of a sudden when he wasn't sleeping as much and my three and a half year old was, you know, dropping his afternoon nap some days, I just, I again, kind of felt that like there is not enough time in the day to really do the work that I want to be doing. And so I'm, I'm a little bit of a stubborn person where I, it takes me a while to really like listen to the signs that are, you know, that are happening. And I kept having these conversations with my husband of just feeling so frustrated and um, poor thing. I was probably saying the same exact thing every day. And he was like trying to give me the same advice and it wasn't sticking. And I finally just got to the point at the beginning of this year, um, just kind of looking at last year of what I was able to do, you know, how many blog posts did I do? What was my traffic on my food blog? Um, how many clients did I work with for web design projects and what was my income there? And I started to look at all the numbers and started to realize that it wasn't adding up. And what I mean by that is that the amount of time that I was spending on each business were giving me very different results. Um, my food blog, I was spending so much time creating content, you know, producing new recipes and taking photos and putting out blog posts. And I was making pennies in comparison to the maybe 10% of my work time that I was spending on my web design business, where I was making 90% of my income. And it was a really hard pill to swallow because honestly, if you had asked me a year ago, which one I was more passionate about, I would have said my food blog hands down. Um, I love working with web design clients, but for some reason, the food blog has always just been this fire. And I think part of it is just there's this chase that you get in content creation where you're always just trying to produce more content and trying to get more people to see it. Um, And so looking at all of that, I knew that it was time to stop. Like, I knew that it was time to finally make a change And so I started to really think about what that would look like and what if I flipped those two numbers and I started focusing 90% of my effort on my web design business, where would that take me? Such a powerful question. 
Such a powerful question. And I, I love any time when a, a business owner kind of presents themselves with one of those big, like, what if questions, because I think such creative uh, decisions can come out of that. After the break, you'll hear how Madison ultimately made the decision to shake things up and how that's impacted the work she does on a daily basis. But first, a word from our What Works partners. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks powers brands and businesses like yours that bring people together. Now, you started your small business with an idea, and it has grown and grown. And now that you've built programs, events, online courses, or even a community, you realize that this growth has gotten a little out of hand. Your work and your customers are spread out over a bunch of different tools and platforms. Your content lives in a few different places. Your community hangs out somewhere else. Your products have grown up yet another platform. And your payments? Well, they're all over the place. Starting a Mighty Network can change all that. Mighty Networks makes it easy to bring your content, products, community, events, and payment processing all together. We use Mighty Networks to power the What Works Network. We share exclusive content, interact with members using questions and polls, host events like our upcoming virtual conference, and accept membership fees. Mighty Networks has made our whole business tidier. Start growing your business all in one place. Go to MightyNetworks.com to get started. Mighty Networks is the easiest way to take your business to the next level. What Works is also brought to you by Bench. All this month, we're talking about the numbers here at What Works. And when it comes to running your business by the numbers, you can't make a decision or spot a hidden opportunity unless you know what's actually going on. It's easy to focus on sales or expenses and miss the smaller stories that hide away in your business's numbers. And that's where strong bookkeeping and a personal business finance team can make all the difference. Bench makes it easy to find the hidden opportunities in your business's financial numbers. Not only do they do your bookkeeping for you in their easy to use software, they run valuable reports and help you understand what's really going on. Plus, you get access to your personal bookkeeping team whenever you have a question. So if you're ready to stop stressing about knowing your numbers, it's time to get Bench. Even better, What Works listeners get 20% off their first six months of bookkeeping, and you can try it out free of charge before you commit. To get started, go to explorewhatworks.com slash bench. That's explorewhatworks.com slash bench. So can you tell us about the, the actual day or the moment or maybe the week where you actually made this decision to flip your workload and start spending 90% of your working time on your web design business as opposed to on your food blog? Yeah. So I think, like I said, we had a lot of conversations about this, my husband and I did. And I think the final conversation that was kind of a breaking point for me was we were sitting, we were having a date night at home while our boys were asleep. We were playing cribbage at our kitchen table. And I think we were in the middle of a hand and all of a sudden I just started like unloading all of these emotions and just talking about like how much I felt like, I don't know if I use the words that I felt like a failure, but being a few months you know, away from it now, I kind of, I look back on it and I, I think part of my hesitation with letting go of the food blog a little bit was feeling like a failure, feeling like I had, you know, 400 plus blog posts of really great content that just have never gone anywhere and really letting myself kind of grieve that failure a little bit. Um, and I don't say failure in as negative of a context as it sounds like, because I just, I think that 
I needed to start looking at it differently and realizing that um, it was okay for me to let that go and to also realize that if I let it go, I could also Mm -hmm. pick it back up again. And I think that was the hard thing for me to realize is that if I made a decision to flip things, I could always go back. And I was so afraid to let go of the structure that I had, the business that I had built, even if it just meant like letting go of it for a little while. Um, So there were a lot of tears shed. There was a lot of just feeling like, what happens if this is still a failure? What happens if I let go of this one thing and then the other one flops too? Like just a lot of questions just going through my head of what if. And um, in the food blog world, quarter one is the first four months of the year is Mm. really slow. Usually you're coming off of the holiday season where, you know, you have a lot of brands who are pouring hundreds of thousands of dollars into sponsored content with food bloggers. And then in quarter one, it just kind of Mm. like tanks and there's really no, I mean, there's some, you know, brands that'll still work with bloggers, but for me, like it's usually a really slow time. And so I said, okay, what, what if I just pulled back on the food blog for the first quarter, because it's slow anyway, and really just focused on my design business. And, um, so I kind of, it took me a while to really let go of my food blog. Even after I made that decision, I still was trying to produce like one blog post a week. And, you know, as I started to really look at like the time I was spending on the two, I realized even just that one blog post a week was so much time and was still not really giving me those like tangible things that I wanted to have when I was producing content, you know, whether that was like people being engaged in the recipe and actually making it or, you know, reaching out to brands and having them wanting to sponsor me, things like that. So I really took that the first part of the year up until, you know, where we're at right now at the end of March to really focus on my web design business and kind of build that back up, honestly, because having taken a little bit of a maternity leave last year, I didn't like shut down my business, but I definitely slowed down and I definitely wasn't I did zero visibility last year of trying to reach out to new people or meet new people on Instagram or whatever. So I kind of had to really take a backseat approach and say like, what is this going to look like if I really pour all of my energy into my web design business? Because I'd been fortunate enough up until that point to really not have to do anything to promote it. Like I had a lot of pretty much all of my business last year was all referrals, which is awesome. But eventually those referrals stopped. So it was kind of like, what am I going to do next? What I had to make a plan for what it was going to look like. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that plan? What have you been doing over the last few months to really focus on the web design business? Well, I think the cool thing in shifting my time and my priority is I've had a lot of time to do some of those like CEO level tasks. Like one of the things I've done is completely revamp like my structure of how my pricing and my process of working with a client. Um, I think I probably have done a little bit too much of just scraping by with what I, the bare minimum of what I needed to do in my business. Mm -hmm. So I was really able to look at it and say, like, if I'm going to do this, you know, I say 90%, but like, if I'm going to do this 110%, what does that look like? And so it's been, you know, planning out blog posts, planning out kind of themes to my month and what I want to really share with my audience, um, completely redoing my web design package and what all that includes. And instead of just including like the bare minimum, it's like, what is the, how can I give my clients like the best experience with me, the best product um, when they work with me? So I think in doing that, I've been able to rebuild that. I've been able to really come into this confidence in like, I am an expert in this and I do have knowledge that I can share. And, you know, how can I share that? You know, I think it's also given me a lot of space to be able to do things that 
don't necessarily correlate to money right away. Like things like this podcast interview, like being able to share my knowledge with people in different ways, um, you know, being able to be active in like free Facebook groups and not feel this pressure of like, well, if I spend 10 minutes in this Facebook group, it has to amount to some amount of money because I don't have time to waste if it's not making money. Mm. It was just such a, it's just such a different mentality that I have now um, where I'm not freaking out about every little like five minute period that I might spend on something that doesn't correlate to money directly. Um, So it's been really it's been really eye-opening. It's been really freeing in a lot of ways to just let myself see what this feels like. Um, and not only that, but I've been able to make a lot more money, which I'm not someone who is like super driven by money, but I mean, I got to the point where I was like, if I'm spending all of this time away from my family, you know, if I'm looking into childcare for my kids and just spending my life this way, like it needs to amount to something and it needs to not amount to me sitting at my kitchen table and crying because it's not working, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So I have, I have kind of a, well, let me pause for a second. So this theme okay. of you being a busy person has come up a mm-hmm. lot. Um, an, just an absolutely amazing credit load and uh, part-time job load in college, having a corporate job and starting two businesses on top of that, having two businesses and having two kids, right? We come, keep coming back to this theme of, of being busy. I wonder if, I guess what I'm hearing is, I wa- is that it almost sounds like there was part of the food blog that fulfilled that need to be busy. You know, you mentioned you're constantly creating new content. You're constantly on the lookout for the next idea. You're, you know, it's a, it's a machine that constantly needs to be fueled by what you're creating. And I wonder if that's where a lot of, I wonder if you have basically, or had a lot of self-identity wrapped up in staying busy as a business owner, as opposed to seeing how much easier it could be if you focused on web design where the clients came to you and the money was better and this and that and the other thing. And so I guess that's not really a question, but I'd love (laughs) to hear like if that resonates with you or if you've considered that and um, yeah, just kind of. I'd love to know like where that busy person is now in the web design business. Yeah, it's actually really funny. I think I've never done a lot of thinking into my mindset and kind of where certain things like me feeling like I need to be busy come from. But um, more recently, I think, again, with having that space in my business to like not be busy all the time, I have started to realize that there definitely is some self-identity in being a busy person in like, I don't feel like if I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing, like that's okay. Like you will never pretty much never catch me sitting on the couch doing nothing. It's just even like at night, I'm like on my computer doing something and you know, that's okay to a certain degree. But I think the business world, unfortunately gives us this facade that you do have to be busy. And if you're not busy, then Mm -hmm. are you really a good business owner or are you really growing? And I definitely think what you said about um, the blogging world being this, it's almost a rat race, honestly, sometimes it, or it can be, if you get caught in this, there's like this mentality that you have to have more traffic, more traffic, more traffic. And Mm -hmm. how do you get more traffic? You produce more content. And so I think last year I did 
I did everything that everyone was telling me I needed to do in the, in the blogging world. You know, they said, produce high quality content, get better at your photography, you know, do SEO work, all of these things. And I did all of those things and then literally fell flat. I mean, when I looked at my traffic from last year, it was 60% lower than the year before, even though I had produced probably double the amount of posts and they were twice as good. They were, you know, high quality content. So it was kind of like, all right, well, I've done the busy thing and it hasn't worked. So what is the point in doing it if it's not going to amount to anything? Um, but I, yeah, I definitely think there is this lie in the business world that you have to be busy. And I think we often think that amount of hours spent working is going to correlate to more money, but I've found mm-hmm. that's not always true. In fact, if you're just spending your time with busy work, like you're never going to be able to spend time really looking at your business from an overhead perspective of like what's next. And I think that's where I got caught is constantly just in this rat race of more client work, doing this next logo design project, this next website. Okay, I'm going to do this next or same thing on the food blog side. And it kept me busy and it kept money coming in. But when I look at now, you know, my process with my web design clients and how much better of a product they're getting. Well, obviously I can charge more money for that now too, because that's a better product. So I've definitely been able to see how you can flip that. And instead of just doing more work, you can do better work. And I think that's like the thing you have to learn as a business owner, that it isn't about just filling your time and okay, well, I have you know 24 hours in the day. So I'm going to fill as much of that as I can with stuff. Like that is not the point in being a business owner. And, you know, I think we've all heard that quote that's like, you know, um, entrepreneurs will leave their 40 hour a week job so they can work 80 hours a week. And I think we've like, (laughs) I don't know what the word is for that, but we've made that like the goal. And then all of a sudden we get burnt out and we get like to this emotional breakdown point. And then we're like, oh, wait a second. That's actually not what I wanted in the first place. Yeah. Those memes are so dangerous and Mm -hmm. I have so many feelings and we really should devote a whole episode or maybe a whole series of episodes to that exact thing. Because I think the more you, the more you see those images, the more you hear those mantras, those, you know, the, those buzz phrases, Mm -hmm. the more you internalize it, whether you mean to or not. And I'm so Uh, just from a like nitty gritty perspective, like I'm so grateful that you shared that you're able to spend time just hanging out in free Facebook groups now, helping people out, making connections. And you know, it doesn't have to be, well, if I'm here for 10 minutes, then that equates to $2,000 next month. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can be, you can just be a lot more open to the opportunities. And it sounds like it's serving you incredibly well. Um, And I love how this openness and this freedom with your schedule and your workload and and honing your craft in the way that you're talking about, which is also incredible. I love how something that almost organic feeling came out of a very um, kind of numbers driven look at where the results were actually coming from. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. And it's it's been amazing just to have that freedom in and just like I feel like there's this huge weight off my shoulder. And, you know, I think part of the reason it was so hard to make this decision was just, I had put so much into that business. And that's honestly part of the reason why it's still there. I don't want to just shut it down or let it go completely because I have put all that time into it. And, you know, I, 
for a long time, I've known that like, it's not something I want to do as a hobby. If I'm going to do it, I want to make money from it and I want it to be successful. But there was definitely like this emotional weight that I was carrying around with having both of them. And I mean, I think I just finally had to let myself grieve that and just let it go. Mm -hmm. And again, just, just try it, just see what happened if I switched things up. And which is funny because I'm very much a person who like has ideas all the time. So I'm totally comfortable with like having an idea and trying it and being like, nope, that didn't work. But for some reason, this whole like business structure of how I had things going was so hard for me to just try something different. Um, But I mean, I've definitely seen, I don't know that it would be like this forever. I mean, ask me at the end of the year, if I'm going to do more food blog stuff and the answer will probably be yes, because that's when the food blog world kind of ramps up. But Mm -hmm. I definitely have seen that, um, Splitting my time 50-50 is probably never going to – well, first of all, it's never actually going to be 50-50. Right. But um, you know, if there's going to be a split, I think I have to focus on the thing that's more profitable, but also the thing that I'm probably a little bit better at, and that's okay with me like accepting that and um, kind of leaning into that and really being able to share my expertise with other people and um, just kind of see where that takes me. I love that. Well, you've had so much growth just or both business-wise and like mindset-wise, identity-wise in just like the past few months. It's amazing, but it also makes me wonder like what what are you excited about this year? Like you I it sounds like you've got plans, you've got ideas about where you're headed next, especially with the web design business, and I'd love to hear about them. Yeah, well, one of the things I'm really excited about is I think I have finally gotten over this fear of charging what I'm actually worth, and mm. I think with just how I've had things set up or feeling having this like scarcity mindset, I've always I've always wanted to charge more, but I've always been afraid to. And this year is the first time where I think, you know, if someone came to me and they said, why do you charge X amount for a web design package? Like I could tell them exactly like, this is what you're getting. These are the benefits. Like I've had time to really map all of those things out. And so I've really started to come into that confidence. And I mean, it is really scary. I will not lie when you put out a proposal that, you know, is like twice what you used to charge whenever that was. And being like, please, please say yes. Because if you don't say yes, I'm going to be really like sad. Um, but there was one client that I'm working with right now. And I remember when we first had like our first conversation on the phone, just to get to know each other and just talk about the process. And I got off the phone and I was like, I want to work with them so badly. And I'm going to be so sad if I can't. And, you know, I just kept pushing through and I kept just believing in myself that like you're worth what you're charging and you're going to give them the product that they want. Um, and it ended up working out and, you know, working with them now. And I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of be at that, at a different level of not only clients who will work with me, but also like the product that I'm able to produce. And, um, so I'm just excited to keep you know, moving into that. Another thing that I'm looking, um, more for this year is some income diversification, which I think is part of the reason why I always had two businesses. Mm-hmm. I always felt like if I have two, well, then I can make more money because, you know, there's two things bringing in money, but um, kind of taking my web design business and trying to add some more income streams. Um, I've been working on a template shop for the last part of the year, which is honestly something I would have never had time for without letting go of my food blog. Um, so it's a template shop for, 
I'm, I'm still kind of trying to serve that food blogging niche because I have a lot of people that mm-hmm. I've worked with in the past because I know from food blogging. Um, so this template shop is going to have different Canva templates for things like media kits or business cards or Instagram story templates. And so I've been working on that. Um, and that's been a really fun, creative thing for me to do that's just different than my normal, you know, everyday projects that I'm working on. Um, so I'm excited to see where that takes me and just looking forward to different ways to work with clients. Because what I've found is a lot of the times people that I might know from the food blogging world or um, just in different experiences that I've had are they're at different levels in their business and they can't always afford to work with me in a web design capacity. And so I'm excited to find different ways to work with them, whether that's, you know, in a free Facebook group, giving free information or, you know, the template shop, being able to provide digital products to them and just, just being able to see where I can take this business now that I am kind of have those blinders off and I'm able to really like see in the future and see where I want it to go. That's awesome. Madison, thank you so much for this look inside how your businesses have evolved and all the success that you've had finding this this focus here this year on your web design business. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope it helps somebody maybe to be able to see a change that they need to make or just to just to see that it's okay to make a change for sure. Absolutely. Find out more about Madison Weatherill and Grace and Vine at graceandvinestudios.com. Are you craving more grown-up talk about running a small business? The What Works Network is where small business owners like you talk shop without the drama, hype, or get-rich-quick promises. This week, the community teamed up to help a member with his product launch strategy. We also dove into embracing a CEO mindset despite ancient conditioning that keeps us playing smaller. And some members discuss the possibility and challenges of working with teens. Every day, we talk candidly about the nitty gritty details of marketing, sales, systems, pricing, copywriting, social media, and more. Plus, we host monthly events like our Flash Masterminds, Insider Hours, and Community Roundtables so you can talk with people who get it about the business topics that matter the most to you. We'll be opening the What Works Network to new members soon. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash network to sign up to be notified when we do. This episode was produced by Sean McMullen. It was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. Find over 200 more candid conversations with small business owners at explorewhatworks.com.